Conditions and make them ride a roller coaster, or uh, like, like just like just like choke somebody until they like get lightheaded enough that they like pass out and bonk their head on the on a bathtub. Look, I don't have the upper body strength to strangle anyone to death, just to orgasm. But I, I pass out at the sight of blood. Look, all I know is I packed a bag full of knives and two matching Hello Kitty ponchos for us. Oh, uh, look. 
look so cute. I know. All right. But you got to promise me that if I pass out, that you will catch me. Absolutely. And drop, drop a knife. knife. The body count grows higher every day. Yay! Salty snacks, you meant things like like Cheddar Bay biscuits or uh, 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 Chex Mix. Well, listen, there's really no caloric value in consuming human flesh. You know, we're doing it for the ritual. You know, you like you see someone and you see the light go out of your eyes, and then you consume them, and you gain their strength, and it's all about giving their strength. You know, it's about, it's about the strength, it's not about the salt, it's about the strength. But I don't know that I'm 100% capable of consuming human flesh. Look. All I know is I bought a hot plate that plugs into a cigarette lighter and my own personal copy of To Serve Man. Boy, they... We're gonna eat the people that we slay. they do to gay people in jail? The same thing they do to straight people in jail. Butt but stuff. stuff. Oh. <sighs> Look, listen. All I know is we are never going to get famous singing comedy music. Ouch! Listen, I know, I know. We have a great, we have a great studio. We're having a really good session. But it's just not enough, you know, diminishing returns. We're not going to be on the radio singing about butts, Okay. I just figure that this road trip could be our opportunity to put ourselves on the map. Literally. Ah, oh, man. I guess I just always thought that we would get famous with like a, I don't know, you know, like a, we could like have like a, a, a cologne line. Uh, well, no one's ever going to want to spray themselves with afterbirth anything. We, we, we could get famous with a sex tape. Ew, no. Ow. No offense, but no. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Look through the glass. Cross-country trips, they don't come cheap, which you and I both know. With the price of gas, we're on our ass, cause we don't have the dough. With an audience like this, that makes us feel sublime. No need to load up for the road. We can slaughter on a dime ourselves. 
kill me, I won't be able to mix the album. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and now the comedy reflections of my young friend, Flip Wilson. Everyone knows that Christopher Columbus discovered America, right? Everybody knows it. Even a dropout knows that Christopher Columbus discovered America. The thing is that very few people know that as a kid, this was all Columbus would talk about, discovering America. In fact, let me give you my concept of Christopher Columbus's discovery of America. See? Columbus lived as a kid in a little town with his mother and father. That was cool. He wasn't working. Had to live with his mother and father. As a kid, this was all he would talk about. The neighbors thought he was off his cookie. And he'd come by, he'd be there in the yard there playing, and they'd lean over the fence and they'd say, Christopher Columbus, what are you going to do when you're grown up? And he'd say, I'm going to discover America. <laughs> they'd say, you better cut that out. You know there isn't any America. You know the world is square. And Chris would say, they sure are. <laughs> At 35, when he'd gotten out of grammar school, he arranged an audience with the Queen, Queen Isabel, Isabel Johnson. <laughs> the Queen's name, Isabel Johnson, and she asked him about this America project, and Chris tells her, if I don't discover America, there's not going to be a Benjamin Franklin. Or a Star Spangled Banner in the land of the free and the home of the brave, and no Ray Charles. <laughs> when the Queen heard no Ray Charles, she panicked. The Queen said, Ray Charles! You gonna find Rachel? Is he in America? Chris says, sure, that's where all those records come from. <laughs> Queen's excited. She's running through the halls of the castle screaming. Chris gonna find Rachel. He's going to America on that boat. What you say? Chris is fucking on. She wrote him out a traveler's check. <laughs> Chris runs to the local Army Navy store. He buys three U ships. Two pair of fatigues, some shades. Then he got his supplies for the trip. He bought two chicken sandwiches, five cases of booze, and a small seven small soda. He bought a small soda. Seven small sodas. <laughs> then he's ready to leave. Photographers and the reporters are all at the pier to see him off. All the girls were there, they're excited and screaming, Goodbye, Columbus. <laughs> He's going on that boat. He's going to America. Isabel was saying she'd open one of those bottles of booze. Isabel saying, Chris gonna find Ray Charles. <laughs> I said, Be cool, Isabel. Will you be cool? Then he turns to the first mate. He said, Way ain't. About 10 minutes later, the guy said, 7,482 pounds. <laughs> Chris said, look, just put it in the boat, okay? Don't weigh it, just put it in the boat. When he'd gotten out of the harbor, first mate said, Chris, which way is America? Chris said, I don't know. We're going to have to sail around when we bump into it. <laughs> so we better go this way. If we go that way, we'll sail off the edge like them other guys. A <laughs> hundred days later, a hundred days later, the men are ready to mutiny. Chris has been goofing. He's been going through a bit like, back up, make a right, watch out for the edge. First mate said, come here, Chris. So Chris, look at me when I'm talking to you. He said, the men are ready to mutiny. The cabin boy said that if you don't find America in two days, he's going to give you a shot in the mouth. 
Frank, there's a piece of wood close by the ship. Chris said, there's a piece of wood. So we're not far from America. That's American wood. And I know American wood when I see it. First mate said, why don't you cut that out? It's a piece of the ship. They're breaking up on it. <laughs> right then, the guy in the mast yells, Land ho! Chris said, what does that mean? <laughs> so that means he sees land. Chris said, well, pull over. <laughs> pull over. Maybe that's America. You guys are going to pass right by. You don't even know America. That, that is America. So look at all those spacious skies. Those amber waves of grain. <laughs> Just dig that purple mountain's majesty. I bet there's fruit out there on the plains. <laughs> it's a big holiday in America that day. Big holiday called not having been discovered yet day. <laughs> All the Indians on the beach, they're celebrating. They got sandwiches, six packs, <laughs> three or four bags, whatever it is they're putting in the pipe. <laughs> Chris leans over the side of the ship. He says, hey, yo. Yo, where is this? Very attractive little Indian girl said, Why? What's your name? What you want come around here in them ships? See, my name's Christopher Columbus. I'm out discovering. Then I'm going to discover America. I'm going to discover y'all. The little Indian girl said, We don't want to be discovered. You can't discover nobody if they don't want to be discovered. You better discover yourself away from here. First mate said, Chris, they're hostile. Chris said, yeah, and they're mad, too. <laughs> said, but we're going in there anyway. That's America. They can't keep us out of there. Let down the longboat. They let down the longboat, which is really a short boat on the side of the big boat. They called it the longboat because they had a peewee boat, but they weren't going to use that. <laughs> they piled into the boat. They're heading into the shore. The men are laying down the boat because the Indians are throwing rocks, and spears, flaming arrows, tree trunks. First mate said, Chris, we better not go in there. Those Indians are crazy. Chris said, turn the boat around. We'll leave. We'll make a map and give it to the pilgrims. Pilgrims will fix their wagon. Look at Canadian from the 60s, you guys. I'm just sharing that with you. Let's see. What else we got here? How about uh, Frank Chalenza? Oh, 
she grabbed the family juice and gave him a big hard squeeze. And he only hit her in the nose just to get himself free. And then the judge said, son, lonely you're gonna be. Cause I'm gonna lock you up and throw away the key. He thumps his head with the Bible Looking for salvation or survival Cause he fell in love with a woman Who's crazy and mean Now he thumps his head with the Bible Looking for salvation or survival Cause he fell in love with a woman Who's crazy and mean Okay, let's see. Um, I don't know. Uh, I want to do some Travolta, but I don't want to. Uh, let's see. Let's get something here. Oh, uh, Tom Carosa is very funny, by the way. All right, we'll do a sketch, and then maybe we'll do a song. Here's a Tom Carosa sketch called Murmurs. A year has passed, and your family wants you to know it's time to laugh, to have a blast. There's so little time left to go. You may have regrets, your dreams may die, your grip with failure getting firmer. We love you, Dad. You're quite a guy, a guy that's named Burl Murmur. Thanks, kids. Oh, isn't that wonderful, Burl? All our little murmurs have sacrificed themselves selflessly to buy you that tie class. I have never been so moved in my entire life. Charles, Gert, Berbert, you three kids are the greatest gifts any man could have. And now this tie clasp. Eesh. I'm so thrilled. I never knew a man could be as thrilled as this. Thank you all so much. I wrote the poem. Berbert picked the gift and Gert drew the picture. Oh, Gert. What a lovely rendition of it. Yeah. It's a drawing of how I view the aftermath of World War III, which is inescapable due to the short-sighted political moves of your generation, leaving us, the fledglings, to deal with the apocalyptic consequences. I didn't want to tell you, but I must. I am so outraged by the hypocrisy. I'm marrying Sludge. We're joining the cult of egotism and moving to Guam to form an ashram for those people who can type but don't want to. Kurt, why I don't understand. I understand this. I love Sludge. He loves me. And that is that. Um, Dad, I don't want to say anything, but since Kurt dropped her load, I might as well do the same. I will accuse a manslaughter and seven people witnessed it. I'm going to plead insanity, though, of course. Uh, it should be no problem to prove because of my effervescent uh, wit and uh, dazzling charm. It uh, should be no problem. Uh, you, you, you'll be real proud of me yet. Some birthday this has turned out to be. I'm destroyed, utterly destroyed. I never knew a man could be as destroyed as this. Herbert. Manslaughter? Why, you can't even watch us carve a turkey. It was self-defense. I mistook a cane for a gun. 
manslaughter. If you were going to slaughter someone, don't you think it could have been sludge? Huh, that's a fine thing to say about your future son-in-law, the man I love. No, stop, everybody. I have some news, too. Well, what's it going to be, Cheryl? A disease, an abortion, an addiction, what? Well, I didn't want to say anything, but... I've been accepted into the Oxford University School of Journalism. The novella that I submitted with my application has earned me the Fulbright Scholarship for the entire duration of my studies there. My collection of poems and short stories has been honored with the Eudora Welty Award for Alliteration, and it has been bought for publication by Viking Penguin Press with the contingency that I accept a very lucrative lecture tour voicing all the glimmering possibilities of a poetic world. Well, Cheryl, we always suspected there was a black sheep in the family. We never had an inkling it was you. But seeing that you're so articulate and seeing that this is your gift, I can't help but wondering what side of the family you get it from. The murmurs have always been introverted. It couldn't be my side. My side of the family has always been uncomfortable with anything to do with words. But it appears you've been gifted with this sort of thing, and if that is your life choice, we extend our continued love, support, and congratulations. Here, honey, this is really your day, not mine. Hmm, what's so great about her? What about us? We're grounded. Yeah, but when you see my picture in the paper, you'll say, there's our precious son, Berber Murmur, the murderer. I don't know what I'm going to say when I see your picture in the paper or on the nose. I'm not a ordinary upstart attitude. I'm still the head of this house. I'll rule my with an iron fist. It might be my birthday. You might be singing. You might give me a fight This story is not over yet. If I have Tom Caruso, Joe Paris, Clara Rodriguez, and uh, let's see, oh, uh, Sharon, oh, it just went out of my head. Oh, anyway, the members of the First Amendment, oh, and this is one of my favorite Tom Caruso songs, check them out online, please. And eggs, holy schmoly, it's early. My poor legs, get your butts out of bed. Curds and whey, I've a very good price today. If there's someone who cannot pay, you can put it on layaway. What's that smell? What an odious odor. I can't tell. Is it coming from me? Burn. 
Want a bigger staff this morning? Do you boulder like an extra pint? Oh, what's that smell? Oh, thank goodness it's not just me. Rings a bell like fermented gangrene. Don't smell swell. Catastrophic and gloomy. Sort of like King Tut's
Tom Carosa. I love his music. Check it out. I think Doug Nervick worked with her on that too. So you want to check him out online, uh, visit his Facebook page, friend him, whatever. He's a very talented man. Okay, well, thank you for tuning in today. This has been What's the Buzz New York with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo. My book is available on Amazon. It's called A Pocket Full of Confidence. Go buy it today. Thank you for listening. This has been What's the Buzz New York.